0: The headlines and the newscasts uh, have been filled with the headlines from Buffalo over the past few days, and um, it's another hate-fueled mass shooting in the United States, and there's been more and more of them. There really has. Um, It's it's still mind-boggling to a lot of us how this can happen time and time and time and time again in the United States with shocking regularity, uh, and they seem completely and utterly incapable of stopping um, the gun violence in the U.S. Just can't. It goes on like it does nowhere else in the world, right? Um, And obviously, it's far less common to have incidents like that in Calgary. I mean, it's not unheard of. We all know it has happened, but um, not to the same extent. However, the underlying motivation in this case, you know, the replacement theory, white supremacy, whatever the case may be, we know that exists in Canada, Our intelligence community has told us about the increase and how it's becoming a major concern for them, just like the intelligence community in the United States has talked about. Um, So do we need to be a little more tuned in than we are? We're going to chat with Brad Galloway now. Uh, Brad is the coordinator of the Center on Hate, Bias and Extremism at Ontario Tech University. Brad, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me In
0: You know, I I get the feeling a lot of Canadians watch what happens in the U.S. and say, boy, what a mess it is in that country. Good thing we're not like that. But, okay, we're not like that in many... Obviously, we don't see these kinds of violence happening uh, with anywhere, even close to the same frequency. However, that underlying motivation, that extremism, that hate, we know that does exist in in Canada, right?
1: Absolutely, it does. I mean, there's been, uh, unfortunately, of course, there's been a... A long history of these types of movements and and hatred and and types of attacks have happened in Canada as well, and we we very well know that, Uh, you know, Quebec City, the Moss shooting, um, and I can go on and on from there, but but, I mean, we're not... You know, it's not something that we haven't experienced before.
0: Um, When we talk about that rising tide of hatred and extremism that we're seeing in the United States and that, you know, they've been talking about in their intelligence community down there saying, you know, the the white supremacist domestic terrorist is the biggest threat to national security, Mm -hmm. CSIS has said much the same thing here. Are there stats around what we're seeing in terms of the increase in our country?
1: I mean, there's in, in, there's an uptick in, in uh, individual, um, you know, involvement in, the, in these types of groups. There's, you know, uh, across the communities, academic communities, uh, law enforcement, intelligence communities, they're all recognizing the same thing, which is that this this type of thing is increasing and it's becoming uh, more dangerous as it goes along here. And we need to, you know, we need to be thinking about what, what we're uh, going to to do to get in front of us.
0: Um, and what are we doing? I know the, the government has actually designated some of these groups, you know, terrorist organizations within our country. Mm-hmm. They still exist in the United States. So we're aware of this
1: at least, right? Yeah. I mean, we've, there have been some policy decisions that have, that have come down the line. Um, there's uh, definitely community level things that are going on. Um, you know, I've had the benefit to work in, uh, you know, uh, uh, like programs that actually deal with uh, intervention uh with um you know uh helping people leave these types of uh, uh right wing yeah. extremist groups if you will which is yeah so there's, there's we're developing things to try to get ahead of this however obviously we're we're not uh, we're not catching up to it um as as much as we could be there there needs to be more efforts uh, surrounding uh, evaluating which things are working and, and which things are, are, are not. And we've got to, uh, you know, push forward here.
0: Um, when we see this, is it all online, Brad? Is that primarily, I mean, is that why we're seeing such an increase over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years?
1: I look at this this uh, this type of thing as it's opportunistic as well. Uh, the Internet is obviously some uh, um, a, a huge piece here where these groups have taken advantage of it and said, well, this is an opportunity, we're going to use this. Uh, they'll, they'll utilize anything, w- whether it be, you know, uh, a trucker convoy or, a, you know, a, a yellow vest movement or, generally speaking, the Internet. How can we, How they say, how can we get our message out? And this is a, as we know, an information highway. They can put out messaging. They can do all sorts of different things on there. They can create their own spaces where they can communicate with each other. Um, and this has uh, historically been a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been part of their, their plan, uh, to, to recruit and sort of, um, uh, contribute to, you know, people being radicalized towards these types of movements in the online space. However, I, I believe that at the end of the day, it's, it's always about action at the end. Um, and that's, that's. What we are unfortunately uh, most recently have seen in, in, in Buffalo here.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the inevitable outcome. Unfortunately, when we talk about and you mentioned earlier, we need to do make sure we're getting out in front of this. How do we do that? I mean, it seems to be growing in so many different ways. How, how do you get in front of something like this?
1: Well, I mean, in, in my space particularly, I look at uh, you know being uh, involved in this academic research that that uh, we can we can do. You know to uh, uh, you know interrogate these issues a little bit further so that we can figure out what's behind them, uh, whether it's the identity pieces, all of it, all of this, but also uh, you know building out prevention programs on on uh, primary, secondary, and tertiary programs that um, we look at trying to get education out there to to the public start earlier. Uh, you know, even school school level uh, kind of thing that isn't talking about this kind of thing, but. But you know uh, that that whole line of diversity, inclusion, equity—you um, know our responsibility, um, uh, particularly as Canadians—to uh, provide a safe space for for our children and for uh, the people that are trying to grow grow in this world—it's um, it's this it's, it's something that we don't like, and it's an unnatural feeling when we hear, "Well, these are our own that are doing this." Yeah, you know, um, and that's. Uh, we need to you know be out there taking taking care of uh, our our people and and not leaving them with uh, so many questions and leaving them vulnerable to uh, these types of uh, movements and situations
0: yeah exactly I think you're right when it is you know it's it 's not somebody coming from somewhere else to attack us it 's within that, that that changes the whole perspective for a lot of people and that 's why it 's so alarming I think for the intelligence communities it 's so much harder to to track trace mm-hmm. and stop mm-hmm. Brad, I appreciate yeah. your time.
1: Yeah, no worries, Seth. Thanks again for having me
0: in. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. That is Brad Galloway, who is the coordinator of the Centre on Hate, Bias and Extremism, Ontario Tech University.